This call is being recorded. Welcome to another show. That's right. Chief Loud Radio back in the building once again. It's another lovely day to talk about some things while we chief up in this biatch. Nah, real talk, man. Welcome to another show, Chief Loud Radio. The place where, you know, you recognize everything from the truth to facts and the lifestyles of responsible cannabis usage. It's your boy Brasco Green sitting in once again with my man Fly Guy. What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your man Fly Guy. Ha ha. Flying in. How's it? But uh, my man Bishop, what it do, man? You got the juice now. I humbly accept the juice, sir, and enjoying this lovely day we got. Yes, man. Yes. A lot of things to talk about, man. You know, uh, right here in Baltimore this weekend, they have the uh, AmFram, um, which is a festival that takes place uh, annually in Baltimore City, uh, celebrating African-American heritage. Um, real sharp lineup. You know, one of the main headliners was Rick Ross. Um, and then we had another festival that took place at the same time, and that was the Moonrise Festival for all you EDM lovers out there uh, at the Plymouth Racetrack. That was dope. Um, 21 Savage. I'm not, you know, I, I don't know much about 21 Savage. I've, I've heard it, several of his songs before, you know, but that's not my kind of flow, my, my style, but, um, you know, big ups to him and his career. And uh, he performed um, at the Moonrise Festival um, this weekend as well. Man, I mean, massive amount of people everywhere throughout the city. Let me tell you, Baltimore was definitely, uh, what's, the say, what's the saying? It was lit. It was on fire. <laughs> it was everywhere, every, people everywhere, you know, food. And you can definitely smell the aroma of the loud everywhere. So that was, that was much To that rock the cannabis, Kate, that actually was at that EDS festival. Hope she had a great time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We got some people, some are some listeners out there, or people that we know that attended. Is that yeah. what you're saying? People that we met at the Canada Gather event. She was there. I think she had a, a booth or something set up to be going there. Okay. And even if not, know that she was going and hope that she had a great time. She had a little bit of deliberation to begin with, and I was hoping to send good vibes her way to be like, come on now, you've been to a rave before, you know there's nothing but a good time before you. So hopefully that turned out to be true for her. All right, all right, man. That's that's what's up. You know, um, a lot of um, people out there enjoying themselves and relaxing. That's what you should do on the weekend. To me, that's what you should be doing every day. You know, four hours of work, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's just me. 20 hours to relax and be with family. Um, but that's, hey, when I run for president, make sure you vote for me, you know? So, um, so yeah, we got the lineup going on, man. What's going on out there in Houston, Texas, though, SP? Man, it's hot. It's too hot. Got a little heat wave going on. So, you know. Mainly trying to stay I mean, indoors. When it be in Houston, is it ever called a heat wave? <laughs> no, nah, it is when it be 114 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> I hear you, but uh, luckily for you, it's not. It's not a lot of. It's not very humid out in Texas, even though it's. It's more of a dry heat, right? Nah, nah, it's still humid in Texas, depending on what part you live in. 114, it's still 114. That's the shit that be tripping me out with people from like Arizona and New Mexico be like, it's 120 degrees, but it's dry. Like, man, fuck that. <laughs> it's 120 degrees. Hey, it's a that, you put a pair it, right it, at the end of that. <laughs> big difference. A big difference. Yeah, it's in a big difference. 120 dry heat versus with humidity in the air, man. A big difference. So it is not the same. It's a little more bearable, in my opinion, in, in the dry heat. No, it is. Okay, with the bearable better. 120. You got it. Okay. <laughs> you all got it. You all hey, man, have I'm, it. Man, where, you know. I hear you. And that's that. why I know that. So, all still, right. 120, yeah. 110, one, 1 plus anything, it's too much for me. That's yeah, hot as shit. I got you. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. 
All right, man. So yeah, man, you know, shout out to uh, to all the people that are listening and you know coming on and sharing comments and uh, you know bigging us up on the show. We're gonna invite some of those individuals on as soon as we figure out the best uh, approach to have guests join us on the show. So uh, don't want you to feel like I'm, I'm we leaving you out to all peoples out there. Um, we had someone uh, interested. But I'll, I'll say that to it for another show. Um, I won't, I won't, uh, you know, break silence on that particular person. So, um, but make sure you definitely check us out, chiefloud.com. Also find us on Instagram, chiefloud LLC, Facebook as well, chiefloud. You know what time it is. So let's do the topics of the day. Um, first off, let's let's kind of maybe uh, let's kick it off a little something with the social side, you know, um, came across the article that was a pretty interesting uh, topic in terms of, you know, just the, just the title itself. Seven highly social experiences that are better with marijuana. You know, this is, uh, this is something you should know, you know, just to kind of add a little spice to your sesh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, I think that, um, you know, just having the activity to go along with your session, you know, that's uh, euphoric. It gives it a better, a way better experience, in my opinion. So, you know, when you're enjoying the, and this is an article from The Growth Op. Um, so it, it's basically, you know, just kind of giving you some pros on various things that you can do. So one thing that they mentioned is the camping trip. You know, here's some pros. You should certainly be able to find some seclusion away from the rest of humanity should you choose to go to go the camping trip route i enjoy the outdoors i generally sesh outdoors under a nice shaded tree sometimes i go on a, uh, a trail you know take a walk um maryland is very very um has a, has a number of i guess ge- geological um you know, terrains in terms of just, you know, how it has the valley, it has the, you know, the bay, it has the mountains. So it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful uh, state to live in and uh, taking a walk. I, I haven't been camping, a sesh camping trip. What about you guys? No, that one well, I haven't this done. Would be my, I can't quite out. Well, I guess I can't say often compared to the people that I know that have Tupperwares full of camping gear. But I do camp on some level of frequency, and I'll be camping next weekend at the second annual Shadoro mountain biking event hosted by Thorwood, who isn't paying us yet, but I want to let them know that we're paying attention since they're still the cannabis-sponsored mountain biking event that is also a camping event to add both of those checkboxes to the equation. So I'll definitely yeah. be out there showing love and support for that. Pulling out my camping gear now, so I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bishop Goes Camping. That sounds like a movie. <clears throat> I like that. <laughs> um, I think Bishop cause... X can be a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the cons, though, beware of wildlife, you know, when you're out there camping. There might A bear might sneak up on you, or if you're in Florida, you got to deal with snakes. So just, you know, plan for wildlife accordingly. Um, you know, maybe take some mosquito repellent as well. Um, yeah, I was about to say, outside of the big things, you know, make sure you're aware of mosquitoes, ticks, so on and so forth. Those can be a headache and cause you and your home a lot of problems if you don't take care of those before you get back in your house. Absolutely. Yes. You know, know the various poisonous plants as well. You know, the the poison ivy that's out there, poison oak, you know. um, Make sure you just grab a survival guide if you're going to be out there camping in session. But I I think it is a great, you know, way to have a, a good social experience with others. So good call on the camping trip. The next one is the cookout. Now, now you're talking my language. I'm, you know, I'm, my brother is ready for, down for a cookout. You know, so this is one of the pros is there's no doubt that if you invite your crew over for a cookout, the munchie and entertainment game 
will be on point. And that is true, you know. Yeah, you ever been to a, a Fly Guy cookout? Fly Guy be No, I haven't had the honor. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's like that, you know. Uh, I can vouch for, you know, Fly Guy's skill on the grill. But, um, well, I look forward to that, and I can just look forward to the sundresses at his cookout and shorts and all of the other festival eye candy that accompany a fly guy cookout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just have, have you guys experienced a cookout? I'm pretty sure. Well, any cookout, you know, we it's puff, puff, pass, you know what I'm saying? That's definitely, you know, at least the cookouts I go to. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Cannabis you know? Cookout, don't they? That year, you you go to the National Cannabis Festival Cookout um, annual cookout, right, Bishop? What What is the question? Do you attend the National Cannabis Festival Cookout? Yes, I do. But I thought it was a question pertaining to that. My bad. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I've, you've attended. How was it? It's a great time. I think anything that we're doing now amongst our uh, uh, pro-cannabis community has always started out or always started as a good time. And the times are only getting more monumental as time goes on. And they do a better job and the crowds get larger and the vibes get larger and the J's that are passing and the things to indulge in that are passing get larger. And it's just... All of those that are out there not getting their VIP passes for the Cannabis Fest, this is one of the things you're missing out on. So, mm. up, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. National Cannabis Festival. Uh, annual Cannabis Festival that takes place in Washington, D.C. Uh, and soon to be Maryland. Uh, and soon and, to be Maryland. Oh, and soon to be Maryland. Is that right? That's all right. Well, I'm about, about talking things into existence. I hope that the people that I surround myself are. Well, I mean, we will, we know if this, but we want to make sure that, you know, it's coming out of Maryland. That's all. So cookouts, but cookouts take some attention to stay running. So make sure you got a, a person in place to play host. That's another thing. That's a con. Gotta have somebody entertaining the guests. You guys agree or disagree? Well, I mean, you know, if, if you're smoking, mainly, you know, standing around, passing it and talking, and, you know. So, I mean, everybody's entertaining each other. Word. Word. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I, I do feel what they mean by, you know, having like a person being the host. Right. That is important. You know, keep people engaged, making sure everybody, you know, is having fun. So, yeah. Uh, I feel that. That is important. Yeah. Because, you know, your your cookout could get lame if you don't, if people are just standing out like, what the hell? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, but see, I know, you know, you don't run into that problem when you're smoking. Right, right. I mean, you always got something to talk about. You know, this happened. Right, right, right. That's what's up, and that is that is a key element. So keep that in mind when you, if you are doing a cookout, make sure you have a hospitable host uh, entertaining the guests. Um, next on this list is the concert or festival. I think that's another I think that's another one that you know many people tend to find to be a social experience that you know we tend to go to and uh uh if we if we tend to go to a festival which we just brought up the National Cannabis Festival so you know definitely check those guys out they I've been to their festival always a good time you know shout out to uh Caroline who's been putting up on this event and her team as well, Layla and those guys over there at the National Cannabis Festival, you guys do a great job. Uh, Agreed. So I, I, I love it. I love it. If you haven't been, definitely make sure you check it out um, in 2020. All right. All right. So we're not going to spend too much time um, turning on this particular uh, topic, but 
just to kind of give you a, you know, for those who are kind of trying to trying to think outside the box, it's pretty much the norm on, um, you know, what the culture has already provided and, and existed when it comes to the social aspects. I don't think there's uh, too many things that we don't have in common when it comes to session and socializing. Legalize to socialize, people. Chief Loud. Shout out to Sir Casimir on that note. Uh, so yeah, let's. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess you guys are um, really on on the uh, on the road. I see, I hear. Are you guys on the road, or is that someone trying to make some some omelets in in the background? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're talking, but I don't. I don't hear it. But all right, cool. <laughs> but um, so let's move on to the next topic, then, my man. We well, let's here. just finish. Let's just finish out the, the the list, and you know, fishing okay. trip. That's always fun. Trust me. The right. museum that that really depends on your point of view, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. your mindset. But you know, blazing and going to a museum is, is a good time, in my opinion. Yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. Enhance your conversation around the arts. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I like that. The movies, the movies is cool. You know, they say IMAX. I don't, I don't really, I don't feel IMAX like that. But it's not. I expect to be blown away when I go to an IMAX movie. It never happened. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. same here. And, and lastly, board, board games. Board yes. Games. Yeah, and they're not boring. I like board games like Taboo. I, I like you know, um, you know who, who. I'm always down for some Monopoly. You know, I, feel I love you. I like playing my 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 uh, my my offspring in Monopoly and just like crushing them, you know, but yeah, so this is a good list, man, so definitely uh, if you want to check that out, that's the growth op, you know, seven highly social experiences that are better with marijuana, Chief Lau so our, our next up, next up on the lineup um, is the High Times 50 female nominations um I think, you know, providing recognition in any industry uh, to women, I think, is very important. There are very, some very sharp young ladies out there making moves. And, um, you know, I know they go through, you know, several, I guess, scenarios of trying to make their mark. Um, I'm not a female, but so I can't speak from a speak female point of view, but I see you out there, ladies, making it happen. So, um, but for those who do have someone in their community who's a young lady contributing to the cannabis industry or community or education or, you know, a business, um, however, however you are, commu- you know, contributing, High Times is uh, introducing the fit female 50 a new class of honors presented by high times to the most influential women across the cannabis landscape during the year activists executives scientists patients and politicians um the inaugural event will celebrate 50 women for a day of community and collaboration um so it's the this is a pretty good you know I think a good event to, you know, nominate someone. High Times is highly recognized for its contribution to the cannabis world. But so make sure you just, um, if you have someone that you know, this is, I think, is a good way to get them involved and get them recognized for their efforts in the community or in the industry. So I feel you. you know, I think it's a good thing they're doing it. Um, I just well let's let's not slip the key thing and make sure that the people that do have people that they want to have be recognized submit make their submittals before august 31st because there is a deadline and big ups to high times for doing something to bring attention and celebration to women in the industry i just hope that people from the dmv are there and just because it's for us and we know that there's a lot of movers and shakers out here in the dmv and that there's diversity amongst that because we do things in the advocacy 
lane and notice that there is a, a lot of cannabis so white going on and hope that the recognition shows that there's a lot of melanin out there that is worth recognizing and people supporting as we move forward and and make efforts to maintain some level of diversity amongst this industry where a lot of things don't have it that may be a little bit too far gone to make those changes with but I think that we're being so close to being on the ground floor with this that we can make that be a monumental understood amongst this industry early and the sooner we do it the better mm-hmm. well said sir well said SP you were, you were you want to weigh in on this well, I mean, as I was saying, that I think it just, I mean, it's, it's a great thing that you're doing it. I just think, you know, it's kind of late. I guess better late than never. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, women have been in the industry since the beginning of the industry. Right. You know, but it is what it well, is. Well, we got to say the industry is just now becoming an industry within the last, what, 10, maybe more specifically, less than 10 years as we think about how many states have actually become legal for it to be a recognized industry. No, but it was it was an industry in California for a very long time. No, I'm not I'm not taking anything about that away. Mm. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, you know, how how you know how times has been there and they know. It's, it's, I'm just just making a point about that. That's all. It's a great thing he's doing it. I just think it's a little too late. I got you. So timing is everything, according to S uh, Fly Guy. So that's uh, you keep that in mind. Roll these things out sooner. Let's get people, you know, recognized for their efforts, um, particularly women. Um, but you know, a lot of groups are, are groups that are out there have been doing this in some capacity maybe high times is kind of late to the table but you know you have groups um one group in particular women grow um does um you know a number of events and and also in recognizing women in the cannabis industry so um dr shonda um who's from the dmv uh, she also, you know, was or with or is currently or was at one point with Women Grow. So it's yeah. But to, to your point, I mean, it is something that uh, maybe we should see more frequency, um, you know, as it pertains to recognizing these and uh, these young ladies. And I agree. I mean, it is something that needs to be done, um, you know, because we recognize uh, men and you know corporations and everyone else in the industry. So I think is a good a good step forward, and what High Times is doing. So um, moving on to the next joint. Everything you need to know before eating edibles for the first time. And this is very important. Please, people, you know, read on edibles before you just go out there and start experimenting because you could find yourself. In a position you did not want to be. All right. Well, so what, tell tell what what's been your edible experience, Fly Guy? Oh mine, I've I've always you know let me do a piece of it first, see how I feel, give it a minute, then if I don't feel nothing, come back get another piece, wait a little while longer. If I still don't feel nothing, then that's when I go back and eat the rest. And see micro dosing. That's Basically. micro dosing. So cool. Bishop, what's been your edible experience? Um, I always prefer the flower over edible just because I know there's an on and off switch. But I think this mm. is, what is one of the main staples that the article is bringing to your attention is to, to be conscious of the fact that you have to be allowing a way more time for it to actually be felt and notice your bodily response to whatever edible you're on so 
the best way to do edibles as well as far as I think is microdosing so you can learn the strain or learn the edible that you're consuming so you can see what your body's reaction to it is because nobody's no one's body responds to anything that you induce the same way we know that from pills to alcohol to as well cannabis and edibles so be conscious of yourself and be conscious of the way you consume and you respond to things so that you can be safe out here and be grown and sexy with your consumption and i think that that's what we all need to be out here doing because we too old to be out here falling out (laughs) man that's a heck of an experience Thank you. That was great. Well, I've that was, had all that those was... check boxes and, and have grown from. We them, just wanted so. the experience, man. Bishop, we just wanted the experience. Bishop, you got the juice now. We just wanted the experience. So the article came from Matador Network, and basically there was several questions that are you know brought up in the article in terms of determining you know how you go about assessing or everything you need to basically know before eating the edible for the first an edible for the first time. So so one of the questions was uh, how long does it take for edibles to kick in? Uh, so this is a, a a factor that you do want to consider, you know, generally kind of reading the label and from what I've I've learned and understanding the label in terms of the um, milligrams that's the amount of cannabis or THC within an edible, um, you want to pay attention to that. You know, the higher the milligrams, the more impact it will have. But the body plays into this as well. How soon or how fast, you know, it absorbs into your bloodstream and you start to feel the high that you feel from the edible the body everybody's body is designed differently so there's different sometimes it takes an hour sometimes it takes 10 minutes sometimes it takes a half an hour not really sure how you can gauge on um you know being able to determine how how soon it would kick in any anybody and then it's also important to be considered of how long you're going to feel those effects. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Does does make them last longer? Yes. So that is just just what Bishop said. Yeah, that's equally important as to knowing how soon it's going to kick in, but how long will your high last? Some I, hey, I've had a cookie, and just a cookie alone. And I woke up the next day and my eyes were still bloodshot. And I still was, it was like, man, that was the best cookie I ever had. I can't find a cookie like that. man. Well, hold on. We got to be considered the people that are novice out here to let them know that how much of the cookie you had. So people not out here thinking that it's like Pringles and we eat the whole cookie at a time because a little nugget or a corner can be all that it takes to do you. So be careful out there. Pay attention. Yes. You're right. You're right. And I was going to get to, but 250 milligram um, cookie uh, uh, from a great chef. Uh, much respect to the California world. And uh, great chef got me a cookie. It was called, I forget what it was called, uh, Doobie Snack or something like that. And but um, it was uh, it was a 250 milligram cookie. I I ate the entire thing. So what mm. goes into to that? Um, well, we know that it's comprised the, the ingredients of an edible comes from can of butter, and that's another thing too. And taking into consideration the type of strain that you're using to make your batch. So that's something that will cause, you know, will determine too how your euphoric experience will, the results will be. Um, So that's something to also take in consideration as far as, you know, the type of strain that's being used in the edible as well, because that's going to play a vital role in that also. No, yes, it will. And trust me. The stronger the strain, the stronger the edible. And 250 milligrams is a heck of a dose. You do not want to start there. You want to start maybe around five to 10 milligrams. 
maybe yeah. you can even do 2.5. Yes. Until you get, get the hang of what's going on. Once you had the hang of it, then that's where you can step your game up. But yeah, don't start out with 250. Yes, don't follow Brasco Green. I'm not a role model. <laughs> Remember that, people. I'm telling you right now. I'm just living my life, and they the facts of my life. You got to find your own and establish your own facts. Don't follow Brasco Green now. I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, so in dispensaries, you're right, SP. In dispensaries, you'll find brands making edibles with 2.5 milligrams of THC or less. Um, that's, you know, it seems like that's kind of like the standard uh, 2.5 to 5 milligrams when you're walking in a, into a uh, dispensary. Now, I don't know what it's like for recreational states um, in terms of the dosage or the amount of milligrams uh, within an edible if it differs from an uh, actual dispensary? I mean, well, on, on, on average, you know, you'll see 10 milligrams. Mm -hmm. okay. And anything, okay. anything bigger than that is meant to be, you know, eaten until the 10 milligram dosages. So it's, it's meant to be broke up to 10 milligram dosages. So, right. That's normally so, standard, but you, you can find some high-powered products out there. Okay. The big, so the biggest thing is you got to, I what I take from this is you got to find your median in terms of where you are on your dosing so that you can feel comfortable um, uh, when you consume an edible. And that's something mm -hmm. that you just want to make sure that, you know, you're careful about the dosage uh, because it's a lot different from consuming flour when we're talking about consuming edibles. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's a full, it can be a full, immediate, full body high. Um, you know, you might want to make sure you eat properly prior. So there are a lot of things you just want to make sure that you're asking questions about the dosage, how many milligrams, and really finding where you stand as for yourself when you consume an edible. So um, another question, what type of edible should I try first? Well, you know, that's, you know, there's a number of ways you can try it in terms of consumption. It's, you know, there's juices, uh, ciders, there's beers, there's cookies, there's brownies. Um, I don't... You know, whatever you desire. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't like chocolate, don't eat a brownie. I guess you know. I guess that's the one way to look at making a decision. <laughs> Basically, but edibles run. They run the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. So you get lollipops, uh, pieces right. of candy. You know, it's not, it doesn't have baked goods. You know. Right. Now, here's a here's one question: Can I overdose on edibles? Well, I mean, what Dr. Paloma gave the equation of how much THC you would have to consume in a consensus to say that the highly probable, the likelihood of that are slim to none, medically proven. So, right, you can't like, overdose for marijuana in the same way you can with something like alcohol. So basically, the article is saying in the worst case scenario, you'll get nervous and then end up sleeping and then maybe sleeping a little bit more. Uh, but still, it's best to start low and slow until you know how your body reacts. So no one wants to end and up like... Most thing in life, crawl, walk, run, please. Right. No one wants to be like the New York Times columnist uh, Maureen Dowd, who went to her first recreational edible experience without checking the dosage and ending up melting into into an hours long paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, know know what you're doing, man. Read everything. You know, Flyga told me that. Read everything. Be grown and sexy in your function out here, please. Be Flyga. grown and sexy. Grown and sexy. I hear you. <laughs> So, hey, but so, let me let me ask this quick, one quick question because we talked about edibles. What do you guys think about Arizona iced tea getting into the edible business? Mm. Yeah. I think of everyone else. It's the way. Yes. How do you say yes, no to gonna, the money? I mean, it's going to happen. Want us as a people to be 
as much of a staple in the industry as everyone else that is recognized. I feel you. Right. And you right. know that's gonna be hard because these big companies is trying to scoop it all up and they ain't trying to give us nothing. Yeah. Well, no, we ain't asking them to give us shit, but you know, we got Hove, we got a lot of other people and the people that we know locally that I'm sure you know in H-Town that are not going anywhere, that are going to make sure that they're a staple amongst their local uh, economy and commerce and this industry. And we are going to be a factor in the global aspects of this industry. And that's what I, I stand on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I mean... Can you fly with edibles? Um, nope. Okay, yeah. Is this is still, uh, you know, flying is dealing when you're on a federal level. So, um, yeah, crossing state lines, you're entering federal jurisdiction. When you board an airplane and you fly from one state to another. So, yes, it is illegal to fly with edibles. So yeah, handle yeah, your I mean, biz. Handle your biz. Some airports will allow you to take stuff with you. Like LAX has very lax laws regarding that, you know. So you could you could be in a legal state and roll up in the airport and they won't say nothing. But what's gonna happen mm. when you get off the is a question. Mm, okay, okay. So there there you have that particular piece in terms of there is an airport that are a little bit more lenient when it comes to traveling with edibles. Um, hmm, didn't know that. So, but but for the most part, it's illegal to fly with edibles. So, just do your research. All right, don't get on here telling the cops. You know, fly guy said LAX was the joint. That's why I got fifty pounds of edibles on me. Nah, you do your research. <laughs> And you make sure you do your due diligence on everything you when it comes to traveling with your with your uh, marijuana edibles. So, lastly, why are why are cannabis edibles stronger than smoking marijuana? Okay, around sixty percent of the THC in cannabis flower is lost when you heat it to smoke a joint, pipe, or bong. Did you know that? Yeah. When you eat an edible, the THC is metabolized in your liver to make a potent compound called 11-hydroxy-THC. A study found the effects of the 11-hydroxy-THC to be more intense and longer-lasting. Did you guys know that? Yes. Okay. All right. Sharp guys over here on, you know, knowing their cannabis uh, potency. Well, we're not green in the state of green, sir. Because we chief loud. That's why. That's why we know that. We sharp on that. We the loud. We the Amazon of the cannabis industry. Hence this form to help all of y'all grasshoppers in this world and those that are not feel a common place to engage in this common conversation. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So we're going to move on to the next joint. Um, we got a NFL player um, actually has been suspended for four games for possession of marijuana and uh, driving while having a suspended license. We're talking about Cleveland Browns or Antonio Callaway suspended four four games for violating NFL substance abuse policy. <clears throat> um, anybody, I, you know, I, I can go in on this about this particular topic because you know, no one should be being, I guess, reprimanded having consequences for something that's now deemed as medicinal for one uh, the injustice behind you know just the war on drugs this is Antonio Callaway so he's a, he's, a, he's a gentleman who's a person of color and you know lastly you know I just feel like you know 
suspended license is another thing that's is that's that's a stupid law. I don't, I don't understand suspended license and being in prison or having to pay fines behind that. Especially if you paid your ticket. I'm sorry. I'm. I got that. That that's another. That's another story. That's something I got a little personable on that one. Sorry about that. But the marijuana situation with the NFL. I can't believe, like you know, when you see these uh, headliners that athletes are being, you know, reprimanded for you know possession of marijuana. Um, you know, running like running back Ricky Williams comes to mind, who's a, a big advocate of marijuana legalization, especially uh, for the NFL to allow NFL players to be able to use marijuana without having to be being reprimanded for it. So, what do you think? What do you guys think about this particular situation or this article with Antonio Callaway? Mean- it is stupid he has to serve a, a four-game suspension mm-hmm. over this incident because, as you said, it's, it's just marijuana. It's not a, a performance-enhancing drug. So what are you talking mm-hmm. about? You know, right. So this, this, him, him smoking a blunt ain't going to make him go out there and run faster and catch evil balls. So mm-hmm. why, why, why do you have this, this whole thing in place? But it's, it's just the whole stigma the country gives you. You know, right, and that's that's why they had to ban it because to them it's it's not professional, it's not uh, upstanding, it's it's not you know that's that low seedy, shady stuff that you shouldn't be involved in. That's the the world of drugs, you know. So that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. And I mean, I don't understand it. Yes, they should be able to smoke, especially due to the medicinal, you know, effects of cannabis. And I mean it. He got caught with a small amount. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably got to deal with more stuff facing the suspended license than the marijuana. But he's going he's got to lose pay for four games. Right. That's ridiculous. Now, you know, in the article is go ahead, uh, Fisher. Go ahead, uh, Fisher. It's it's an old story to me. It's the same old. They just want you to, you know, catch the ball and run, so to speak. Yes, it man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's the. Yep. And Keep on running, we right? We have forums like ours. We have forums like Mike Tyson out here bringing a lot of light to the cannabis industry and its medicinal properties, to how it helps in the recovery, helping the training process. We've had mm-hmm. so many people out here have speak on this conversation. We have so many people show the medical facts. It's just a matter of legislatively doing what the fuck they got to do. D. Deschedule it so that we can actually do the real research that so many people have already started and have decades in the showing so that they can stop fucking people over and their paper over for this thing that they is still their only little leverage over holding over people. And I'm pretty much exhausted with the bullshit. So let these people get their paper. Because like Michael Phelps, right? It showed that it's not inhibiting of shit. And if anything, it shows you how much of an excellent athlete you are to be able to smoke, consume, have the high that you have, and still be out there busting people ass on whatever field that you're out here busting it on. So get Basically. your paper to do and, that, and that's the thing, too. You know, he, he got caught up publicly in a picture smoking. It was a nice-ass bomb, too. I would have been, I would love to hit that bomb. But anyway... You know, he was like, you know, he it didn't, it didn't affect him. It, it, his stardom, nothing happened. He, he even got more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, still doing yeah. commercials for family-orientated stuff. He didn't get affected by it. Right. But, right, you know. man. Yeah, the propaganda is ridiculous. And it's like, it, you know, we know what we know behind the medicinal aspects of it. And you know, difference of opinion on how it affects people and what the, the outcomes are, are and so forth is just ridiculous. So, uh, so here's the thing. He was suspended during this final season. 
and at Florida for involvement in a credit card fraud case where he was cited for marijuana possession as well. So now Callaway already was in stage one of the league substance abuse programs. So he also could have been subject to a fine because of his uh, infraction. I don't know what stage, this is stage one. I don't know what the stages are, you know, for um, the league's substance abuse program. That would be interesting to find out, you know, stage one to stage two or however many stages. It's interesting that they have like this program, like it's, you know, treated like alcohol for the league. That's that's interesting. Yeah, Um, well, you know, there's four stages. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's four stages. Yeah, one, you, you, you know, like a probation you know, like type deal. You, you, you got to go to class. Two, you got to be fine and go to the class. Three, is like, all right, you can spend it. And four, like, he'll figure you out. Like, he'll figure you out. Fuck all them stages. Just make it legal. <laughs> yeah. Stage one, legal. Carry on. Thank you. <laughs> there you have it. So, uh, I mean, what, what do you think about Bernie Sanders? I'll say that one more time. I said, what do you think about Bernie Sanders? Regarding what? Uh, him talking about he wants to uh, go ahead and make it legal. And if he gets elected, it's, it's a conversation that they all got to have. He's yeah. always actually had this conversation. And he's always had this as a point for him. I just like, like we said before, how it's forcing the conversation and the narrative that for so many other people to come to the table, i.e. Kamala and everyone else that was a- against this, against same-sex marriage, against all the other shit that they're all like, oh, I've, what did they say? I've come to a new light. I've... Get the fuck out of here. It's the life yeah, it had from the beginning. <laughs> right. You see, I mean, he votes against. I mean, I can't lie. I voted for him in, in 2016 in the primary because I like what he was saying. He's going to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, shout out to Bernie. I mean, yeah. And Bernie is already so he'll do the executive order and so forth. Feel the burn, you know. He's, I, you know, I, I, I like Bernie in terms of his ideology behind, you know, a, a number of things for this country to move forward and to progress. And I think a number is, um, you know, what he wants to have in place will have a big impact on my community and moving in the right direction. So. Um, also, his thoughts behind the environment as well is another thing that I, I really support Bernie Sanders on. Uh, so, I, you know, he's a, he's a good candidate, you know, for the presidency. But let's see how everything unfolds in 2020. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing now. You do have other candidates only trying to say they support the as well. It does make the, the conversation a little more interesting. But I mean, I, I would have you know my feet in the guy that's been saying it the whole time. Agreed. Yes, indeed. So there you have it, man. Chief Loud doing this thing big, batter, batter, better and batter, 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 batter swing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, shout out to DC. You know, uh, a couple of days ago, they passed the law for patients with a medical car from out of state to now be able to per- make purchase purchases in DC dispensaries. So when you're visiting the nation's capital and you're traveling and you happen to have your California or Colorado patients medical card, cop a sack down in DC. Chief some of that loud. For real. You know, our our, our neighbors. Until we down get there to the flight to where it's fully legal and we don't need no fucking cards. <laughs> I mean, right. I feel, you know, that would be nice if you love me, but you know, like you said, you and that gets into the, the whole conversation with DC and their their fight for statehood because you know, to say that they're not a state causes all kind of conversation concerns about, you know, cross-state transportation, and they're not a state, so how can you transport it here or there when there's not a state to begin with? So let D.C. be a statehood and get their representation that they should be getting. 
legally and legislatively as we see our business just fucked off DC's whole budget with his dumbass Fourth of July parade with all of them goddamn tanks and all kind of other <laughs> bullshit ass shit. So big up to DC for doing what they're doing as far as accepting of the cars and we always say progress is progress and this is part of the crawl walk run progress of this legalization journey. You know, we're not 40 years in, but we've met the people that have been 40 years in it to get us to where we are now. And, you know, we humbly take the baton and, and acknowledge the weight of that. And we look to move forward to get it to the point that we, you know, we joke about. But even though we joke and it's real, we should need a fucking card to, to prove that we're legal and an adult to do adult consumption. And we're going to get there. And I look forward to being able to refer to this recording and all of our other recordings to be like, We've always been there, and those that the fellow chiefs out here in this world have been there with us and that got on with us as we move forward. Big us to you all, Chief Loud. Yes, yes. yes. Cause that's be a chief, Chief Loud, responsibly because we shouldn't need in the govern any government aspects to you know tell us how to be a responsible adult. That's basically in some in some essence that's basically what they're doing, creating these you know these guidelines on how you should be a responsible adult. So that's I mean, because what it know, started with prohibition, right? And you mm-hmm. don't need a car to get alcohol. You don't need a mm-hmm. card outside of your ID to get cigarettes. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we know how many people those unbodied. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing about both those items is they kill people. They didn't have nothing to do with them. Yeah. Mm. What? Mm. What is it? Secondhand smoke, cancer, and all of that shit. So yeah. Exactly. And drunk drivers. Good. Good point, fly guy. Very good point. Yes. Yeah. So there you have it, baby. The Chief Loud table right here on Chief Loud Radio. Make sure you check us out, chiefloud.com. Definitely find us on the Instagram, the Gram, Chief Loud LLC. Hit us up on Facebook, Chief Loud. You know, this has been a great and wonderful show with my peoples, my man. Bishop, you got the juice now. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And my big homie all the way out in H-Town, Fly Guy. Yo, join the tribe. Don't just do, be. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. Be a chief. Be a chief, baby. Chief Loud responsibly. It's in your nature. Chief Loud Radio. And we out. Peace.